Welcome back to Lobby Concessionals, the movie podcast where nobody's right and everybody is wrong. That's Brendan, and I'm Parker. Like and subscribe, follow us along. Brendan's got a bunch of links down in the comments <laughs> below or in somewhere. Did you say lick and subscribe? <laughs> like that too. <laughs> lick and like. Um, yeah. Uh, today we're talking about Spielberg, and we are joined uh, by my lovely dad. Yes. Uh, hi. This is everyone. This is Tim. Uh, Dad, thanks Hello. for being on the show. Uh, thanks so much for having me, uh, Brendan and Parker. Uh, yes, I am lovely. Thank yeah, you very yeah. much. I have 58 years of loveliness. So, and uh, to the world, oh, I'm, hello. I'm immediately done. Oh, yeah. So I was, that's actually a, one of the, the first questions then is we've been doing, as of this recording, we've been doing this show for what? Five months? Six months? Yeah, four or five months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably not six yet. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I a question for both of you. Roughly, how many times has uh, Dad asked to be on the show? Brendan, give me a guess. Ballpark? Oh God, probably. Let's see. What's three times a week times six months is seven twenty-four. Seventy-two times. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he is and my son. That what was are you the math thinking? Right there. Uh, oh, I. I it's definitely over 339. I lost okay, count okay. at 339 You kept times. counting, though. Oh, every yeah, time. But yeah, then I was like, yeah. he's not responding. I kept anymore. slamming yeah. my head into the wall. That yeah. Honestly, I think I lost more brain cells uh, <laughs> due to that. But I lost a significant amount with yeah. the repeated requests. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, like, this, you got like, my voice like this morning. You're at the Oscars. This is your departed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is... <laughs> oh, <man>. Brilliant. <laughs> Um, so again, thanks for being on the show. Uh, we've addressed this before. We your have pleasure. no merch, so uh, <laughs> you're not right. getting anything out of this. Right. Not even uh, we that. didn't even pay for your Snickers. your my Starbucks. Uh, your Starbucks. So, oh, so can I say that? Oh God! You I'll supplied right. the hot water. Uh, we did. I, I I did. I did get you hot water. Yeah. So you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Um. So we're talking Steven Spielberg. Uh. Oh, I guess I should have pitched this properly. Um. Dad, given no. Prompting, uh, who Zero. would you say is your favorite director? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, it's funny. I, I created this list of, of uh, 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 random. Uh, anyway, no, it's Spielberg. Absolutely. Uh, is one of my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, you weren't helpful when I asked you the question. Correct. The and that list is really confusing yeah i know i, <laughs> went, so. I went all the way James uh, Gunn and... yeah there's just it's a it's an eclectic mix oh it is it is it's a very eclectic mix yeah <laughs> i'm an eclectic guy uh, get to know me he likes what he likes oh, no, that's fine it's um, great i just like i wasn't expecting 90 percent of that list yeah totally right <laughs> uh so i guess the first question is is what uh why spielberg like other than the um it, like incredible breadth of work and uh consistent quality you know why why spielberg um well uh uh jaws was the very first movie that i ever saw um and ever very first and oh, i was whoa. i was young right born in 64 oh, downhill from there <laughs> uh, so yeah, we peaked, right? <laughs> yeah. And then Jaws is seventy-one, if I or seventy-two, seventy-five, seventy-five. Seventy-five. Sorry, I've got uh, notes. It's all good, right? Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of his very first film he did, which I think was the TV, the Duel. Duel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, first one was Firelight, actually, in sixty-four. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, didn't know that, but that's when I was born. So yeah. then I would have, but yeah, Jaws was, uh, uh, the very first. So I, you know, obviously it was nine, uh, at the time. Uh, yeah. And so that was, and, and for listeners at home, I went and saw it in a drive-in. Now, uh, kids get closer <laughs> to your speakers. So Tim can explain to you what a drive-in yeah. is. You drove in your vehicle up to a giant parking lot and there was a screen there anyway and so uh yeah i remember my sister and i sitting in the back of uh uh, uh our vehicle and enjoying jaws and so that for me was always significant and now whether that's attached to the director if it wasn't spielberg sure. maybe i would have a fondness for that other director you know whatever that may Francis have been Ford coppola right yeah, right? yeah, yeah. but uh no it, uh, it always stuck and then of course you know, you mentioned Duel, Brendan, which was something that was significant for me as well. I remember this crazy messed up story about this 
uh, truck and you never really got to see the dude behind the wheel, but terrorize this poor guy that had made the mistake of, uh, you know, cutting him off or blowing his horn, yeah. you know? And, and so that always stuck with me as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, uh, and, and so ever since then, uh, I, I'm not saying I would have gone out of my way to see every single, uh, Spielberg film because he's had some real lows as well as some highs, <laughs> sure. but at the same time, um, he's always resonated with me a little bit. And obviously, yeah. you know, listening to your podcast, they do agree with a lot of the directors that you've already talked about uh, previously. But I mean, for me, um, that stu- stood out for me. Walk me through the the roller coaster as a nine-year-old in the backseat <laughs> watching Jaws. Yeah, no kidding. And that's what I was wanting to unpack a little yeah, bit here too. Because like... that, that is a, a, an experience I'll never get. You know, like I imagine it to be similar as watching Jurassic Park in the theater the first time for me mm. and and seeing the dinosaurs for the first time and all that stuff. But like the, you know, we, Parker and I can only listen to stories about the terror of people not going to the beaches for five years. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. So like as a nine-year-old boy watching Jaws, like what is that like as it's happening? Uh, it wasn't scary to me at all. Oh, not and at all? It, no, 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 I didn't find it scary. In fact, uh, bear with no, me. No, you went straight to the beach. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the boobies, the boobies, this naked girl at the beginning, right? Uh, She's yeah. the first casualty, and I was like, "What is going on? And what is that?" And I need to check out naked. the beach thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was never uh, scared. It was intense, and but I didn't go home going, "I'm going to have nightmares." There wasn't an oh, issue yeah. for me at all. In fact, I was. I loved that whole experience, and again. For the kids at home, a drive-in, you you the the sound system was absolutely terrible. It was a it was a metal box that you actually brought in and you attached to your window, and then you rolled your window up, and that was where the sound came from. So there was no surround sound or oh, anything wow. of that nature. Plus, you're sitting in a vehicle, your parents are uh, you know in the front or whatever. You know, I got my younger sister who's you know seven at the time or whatever. So we're kind of looking at all the shiny objects and everything that's going around around us besides the film itself. Right, so right, it wasn't, right. I, it wasn't immersive, right, right, right? right? As, as much as we're, what we're used to now. So it was not scary. I didn't find it at all, but I loved it. I loved it from the beginning to end. And I yeah. couldn't wait to see another one, right? I yeah. couldn't wait to see more films. And in fact, that was again, something that, Growing up, and I've regularly told this to Parker and, and his brothers as well, about how growing up with me and my sister, we would scavenge quarters, nickels, dimes in the cushion, couch cushions, because kids, this is how old I am, those who are listening, a dollar was all it cost for a children's uh, a ticket to go see. So my sister and I on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon would scrounge for coins so that we could walk to the local theater and watch the latest Disney flick or yeah. what have you or kids yeah. or family. And uh, that was cool. That was my life. Yeah. And then, you know, 58 years, uh, movies, I've grown up, they, it was always movies. Everything was yeah, movies yeah, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. So Well, and so um, I don't want to get too far into this. I actually have a, a question I want to circle back to, but I do think it's interesting just because Spielberg is one of the few probably that has been uh, then consistent throughout that time. You know, him and Scorsese are probably the only right. directors that have uh, made films basically your whole lifetime then, right? Longevity. You yeah, know, yeah, like absolutely. It, and again, consistency, you know, like, um, so I guess speaking of consistency, what is and I may be putting you guys on the spot here, but uh, what's your favorite Spielberg film? And uh, what do you think is his best work? Uh, so from a filmmaking point of view, and for the record, I'm not going to let Brandon go first. Oh, you're uh, not? No, because oh, if, if I let Brandon go first, then it's going to establish something, and you're too nice. You'll be like, oh, that's a great answer. <laughs> you know? So I need you to... So, Dad, you're you're up. What do you... So, sorry, best and worst? You No, no, no. no. Or your favorite Spielberg okay. film and, and what you think is his best oh, film. Oh, okay. Uh, absolutely, 100%. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, bar none, is my favorite uh, uh, Spielberg film. Uh, and then his best uh, is uh, Schindler's List. 
Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's a really hard Bo- one. Both to... are, and honestly, you could have like flipped those two around, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have a problem with it either. Right? Well, I, I'd be weirded out if you said Strickland Resist is his personal favorite. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Not okay with that. Uh, Brennan. Uh, favorite is Jurassic Park. Uh, best would be Schindler's. I, I, I and, and it's hard because you could. I have like a top three of his best, and it's it's just like Schindler's Jaws and Raiders yeah. are darn near perfect movies. Yeah, right. Uh, and I think it was like I think it was like Tarantino said that Jaws is basically the best film ever made. Wow, and it's close. Well, and, and it's close, and that <laughs> would be a Tarantino quote. Huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, big surprise with that guy. Um, yeah, I'd probably I I'm gonna say. Um, uh, Last Crusade, personally, as my personal oh, Last favorite. Crusade is so good, and it's just it's my just favorite. Indie. Connery is the thing. Like the Conner- Connery and and Ford together is just yeah, yeah it was brilliant. Just magic, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so because uh, Raiders is is a better film. Yeah, uh, but oh yeah. man, I just yeah. can't I'm with get you. Over that. Last Crusade is oh, my favorite indie it. film by it. a long shot. Well, and and see, so my argument is that if it wasn't for Raiders. Uh, would you have had such a fondness for Last Crusade? Because oh, see, Raiders absolutely. sets the character, right? No, no, no. Right, R- Raiders walks so Last Crusade can run, right? You know, Correct. Like, absolutely. Correct. But yeah, personal favorite, I'd Brilliant. say Last Crusade. Good, good. Um, and then best, and I think I just you know, or I, like I can't just say Schindler's. And you both said it now, right? So. It's it. got to be something. Um, you could do it. Uh, you're. I know you're I a was, big warhorse guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was already considering it. Uh, for me, the toss-up, uh, if I'm not picking Schindler's, because I think it's it's Schindler's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I'm not picking Schindler's, it's I would toss it up between Close Encounters and E.T. Oh, Close God. Encounters and E.T. I think E.T. is incredible. Like, I mean, it is. You know, it's a classic. It's it's you know maybe not damn near a perfect movie, but it's up there for yeah. sure. You know, yeah. like, um, and then. Close Encounters, it's it's up there with 2001 for a lot of people, you know, Oof. like, uh, as in terms of sci-fi, you know, like, anyway. Yeah, that's good. You're um, exactly right. Can't go wrong. So, we you you mentioned that, that um, uh, he's, you had said earlier he's had some bad ones recently, some, you know, some not amazing. Um so I I did the research. I looked into it. He has been across. Um, uh, how does how do decades work? Uh, he yeah. The very first film comes out in the '60s. He's released films in the 2020s now. So what is that? Seven decades of of work. Yeah. Um, across uh, 47 years uh, is where I specifically averaged it all out. Sure. He's made 33 films. Okay. Uh, which is in itself insane. Yeah. Um, when I think about Del Toro, when I think about right. Nolan, who we've talked about recently uh, in this segment, um, those guys are lucky to get a film every three years. He's doing a- almost a film a year. Point yeah. seven was, films a year. Yeah, yeah, about to say about like that output is insane. And on top of that, I looked at the Metacritic scores and averaged them all out. So for uh, the 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 films that have Metacritic scores, uh, because Firelight, his 64 release, doesn't, but everything else does. Um, uh, he's pulling in an average 70, which, which is, is also yeah. insane. Also insane. Yeah. Now, this doesn't count his producer credits and stuff. Like, it's no, just no, stuff it's just he's directed. directed yeah. Right? Yeah. But, and what's crazy is he's slowed down. Yeah. Like, the, his, his, maybe his last 10 years, he's slowed down his output. Hmm. As opposed to what it was, so he could have easily kept averaging a, a movie a year had he kept his output. I honestly don't think he slowed down. Like, I know, actually, it feels like he, it feels like there's, or maybe it's just less reasons to go see a Spielberg movie. Yeah, year, but it, I just it feels like he's not as like uh, in my mind as uh, in the forefront of my mind as a. Uh, Since 2010, he has put out how many films? Just a quick guess, both of you. Well, in 2010, so it's got to be seven. Yeah, I was gonna say eight or nine. Uh, yeah, it's eight films. Well, eight like twelve years. Yeah, that's actually eight films quite... is insane. Right again, you know, and I actually don't even know how old he is, but he's got to be in his seventies, right? Yep. Right. Like holy. Sm- anyway, um, so I'm curious. Do you think there is a um, uh, a 
a golden age of Spielberg? Is there a golden decade for him? You know, how what 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 do you look at as the the golden age of, of Spielberg's film? God, you can make an argument from anywhere between seventy five and two thousand and one. I say, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, you, really, I mean, but look at, I mean, wasn't he just wasn't he just recognized uh, in, in an Academy Awards or something just within the last five years? And I think that was it. Uh, it yep. You guys did the notes, so, but yeah, the post in twenty seventeen. So that would have been right. twenty eighteen so, Oscars. <clears throat> so my point is, is that. It, you, oh, and West Side Story. Sorry, right, last year. right, just yeah. last yeah. year. So, uh, and so, my argument then is that is there? How could we actually say here's the best when the guy's still putting out things that maybe are receiving awards? And you know, don't get me wrong. I'm sure we could go into a whole other path here about award shows and how you know nowadays they tend to be a little bit more watered down, and everyone seems to get an award for everything. Whereas with the initially, it was really to a high mark that you were supposed yeah. to achieve. Yeah, so yeah. we could always say that, oh, God, does this mean you're going to get a lot of comments now? Oh, what the hell is your dad no saying? No one watches about, this show. Oh. Yeah. No, nobody does. So <laughs> yeah, thank God. Yeah, Aside uh, from uh, family. Hi, yeah. uh, shout out to CJ. Good day. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> golfing with me yesterday. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's my point. But I would find it really hard to say... Like you said, I, I agree. The seventy five to to what did you say twenty ten? No, like two thousand and one. Two thousand one. I think you know I would agree with that. But then again, in the last twenty years, I'm sure we could find some highlights I, there. I, of gun to my head, I it yeah. it have to be the eighties because when you have the you copy think, when right? you think of the copycats, the the copycat stuff is the eighties stuff. It's the kids on bikes. It's the right. It's the adventure stuff. It's it's well, like that's indie. That's et. Yeah, it's et. That's, that's even um, like even hell. Even, that's that's color purple actually. But, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> and it's even stuff he produced, right? It's it's the Goonies. It's the stuff that I associate with Spielberg. Sure, right. Uh, is the stuff that people copycat. Yeah, I know. Like if 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 nineteen eighty Spielberg doesn't exist, does J.J. Abrams exist? Right. We'll touch back on that. <laughs> I, I promise. Yeah. Um, so I would I would gun to my head. I would say the eighties decade. What do you think? What defines Spielberg for you in terms of his output? Uh, and, you know, if you had to pick a, a chunk well, of years. Yeah, uh, and it's got to be, I, I'll go back to, you know, my favorite movie again, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and that whole series when that. So 80s. Yeah, really yeah, it is. Yeah. Because, I mean, that started things. And, and Brendan is exactly right. I mean, based on that work came so many copycats you're right other directors writers of that looking at what he did and then go yeah. well let's take this and then they create a story behind it and you know i mean there are literally that well figuratively millions of of copycats of indiana jones right yeah, sure we've got so many i remember growing up and going to see a movie uh oh god and the guy escapes me now but they did one called solomon king solomon's mines or something to that effect with, and the lead character was um, uh, an English uh, gentleman. I forgot his name now. Uh, he was in the TV series uh, Thornbirds. Um, it's all good. We don't anyway, need to, okay, yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. But anyway, and I remember that one stuck out because I was like, well, that's a complete ripoff yeah. of Indiana Jones. And then I know Chuck Norris did some sort of thing as well. Oh yeah, uh, that you know what I mean. Dozens and dozens and right? dozens, for and then sure. there are all these adventurers, sure, that were just going to find hidden gold somewhere else or whatever. And uh, and for me, that was like, well, that's been done. You know, let's yeah, get something yeah, original yeah. going on or whatever. You know, it's it's interesting, and not that this proves anything, but I I was curious about the golden age stuff, and I looked into it, and the pulp stuff. Uh, no, sorry, just golden age of Spielberg. Oh, I'm sorry, like, yeah, what's yeah. what's his best decade, sort of, and. And again, not that it means anything, not that this is the perfect metric, but money was. Um, no, looking at uh, <laughs> Metacritic scores again, in yeah. terms right. of uh, best reviewed stuff, um, his best decade is uh, just ended. 2010 to 2020. Is, wow. Is, He's kind uh, of evolved into that, though, hey? Um, well, so what I find interesting about it is that every other decade, like if, given that his average score is like 70 for everything, every other decade is right in there. It's, you know, like 69, 71, 70. Um, this past one we just got out of, uh, he's up at 78. So like a wow. significant jump where it's like, oh, wow. And, you know, it, it could be the critics now just refusing to say something bad about Spielberg. Right. You know, like it could be that the guy's legacy is too massive to, yeah. 
to now yeah. mark him down, sort of. Right. But I was blown away um, because uh, for me, I don't know. I kind of got the impression that the last the last few Spielberg releases kind of seem like eh. it's tough. I think there's a there's a weird evolution where you know coming out of the seventies and eighties and being the guy who's supposed to make hundred million dollar movies, mm-hmm. and then evolving into Ready Player One, notwithstanding, right? Oscar bait movies, yeah, right. And so not leaning on not leaning on the idea of making a whole bunch of money, but making movies. So it doesn't surprise me that the last decade's been the highest rated because I think he's gone out of his way to be that. Well, so just for those that are curious, in the, in the 2010 to 2020 range, we have Adventures of Tintin, War Horse, Lincoln, Bridge of Spies, BFG, The Post, uh, and Ready Player One. So I would say it's like 50-50. Yeah. Like okay. I would say half of those mm, are like true. pretty big budget. And half of them um, might forget that they're Spielberg. Right? Yeah, right? Yes. That's yeah, the other thing. Exactly. Absolutely. Tintin, oh man, shout out! Oh, to, so good. It's so disappointing that we, that we didn't never get another, another yeah, kind of sequel yeah, yeah. to that because that movie is incredible. Oh, I love well, it. Well, did anybody see it? I did. I saw it no, multiple I times. No, I did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it too. But I mean, did anybody actually? Is that why it, it, was... it wasn't as successful as a Spielberg movie right. should be? Is the thing, and I think that's what Brendan's yeah. what Brendan's saying, right? Is that uh, you know, like it's one of those things that it's a great movie, it's loved at least critically, but. It's not universal enough, I think, right. to yeah. turn into something. Um, oh, God. Uh, sorry, I completely lost track. Uh, <laughs> so what what is it that, that draws you to Spielberg as a director? Like, do you think that his... Um, does he have a uh, a style? You know, we mentioned Tarantino earlier, and Tarantino is you, you watch right. a movie and you're like, oh, yeah, like this is Tarantino, right? Yeah. Um, similar with Nolan uh del toro you know like these guys have that thumbprint the fact that you've forgotten brendan that some of these movies i just mentioned are spielberg yeah. films is that a detriment is that a bad thing is he does he have a fingerprint that i'm missing what do you guys uh, think it is for me like i just i think after a certain amount of time i think i lose i think when i think about the spielberg movies i really love the spielberg movies feel like a weird comfort blanket uh, whether it's they're relatable characters, whether they feel like you're, they're your best friend, or whether it feels like that's a guy that you could hang out with, yeah, like, like the Indiana Jones feel, or or Elliot from ET, or yeah, again he didn't direct it, but like when I think of the Goonies, I'm like those are guys I could hang out with, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, um, and and stuff like that. But as we keep going and further and further along, and and I think he plays with my imagination with the dinosaurs, makes me believe that they're real, yeah. And now I just there's just this empty, vapid stuff like Ready Player One, and I'm like I get it. That's a big commercial thing. You're gonna right. do it because that just doesn't uh, the post things of that nature. They, they don't feel Spielbergian. Sorry, did you just put the post and Ready Player One in the same sentence? I just, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I actually haven't even seen the post, but it deserves more respect than that. I just mean in the sense that they don't they they don't give me Spielberg vibes right. in the sense oh, where of, sure. of, of of again when I when I when I need an escape or when I need a little bit of comfort, I can turn on last crusade or I can turn yeah, on Jaws right. and have a warm little thing yes. and, and a, a weird pocket universe where I can go and, and, and not think about anything else. And I think that's the Spielberg magic is he can easily take you out of anything and put you in a, you know, on a place and a safe zone. Uh, and I think I, I make the argument you could do that all the way up to like minority report. And that's so I, sorry. You think he did have, at one point, a thumbprint. Yeah. And then he just doesn't anymore. I don't think it's the same. Dad, I will come back to that a little yeah. bit. What do you do? You think? Do you, do you get an impression that he's got a particular style? A particular... Uh, not really, no. No. Because I, I, you know, when you look at, at somebody, if we had someone that would look, watch, say, uh, uh, Last Crusade as an example, yep. and then immediately after, watch Schindler's List, and then say to this individual... Uh, do you think these two movies were uh, directed by the same person? Yeah. I think they'd have a struggle to that, you know, or whatever, and 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 really struggle to say yes or no. But, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think he does because I mean, when you use Tarantino as an example, or even Nolan for that example as well, there, there's clearly something there. Yeah. There's a thread. Sure. Whereas, I, I have to say, going back to every single Spielberg film that i've ever seen and i i'm with parker i didn't see the post but i do know i that's the one with uh uh meryl uh uh, uh 
Streep in it, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Tom Hanks. Right. Tom Hanks. Yes. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. No. Then I maybe I did see it, but it. You know, there's there, there's no line there uh, that I see that would. Oh, that's a Spielberg film, or that is because, like you say, there is a touch with sure. the other directors that we're seeing. So no, I I, I don't think there is. So is disagree. that a good thing? Oh, one hundred percent. Because think I it think. Is? I mean, when you look at the longevity of anyone, say, look at uh, Martin Scorsese as an sure. example as well. Yeah. The, he has a thumbprint in some, in most of his films. Like mm. when people say Scorsese, however, you know, he's also done some other things. And I think that's the thing with the, the directors that have longevity. And you yeah. were saying 70 years, Parker? Is that what you said earlier uh, with his age? Or oh, sorry, no, seven no, decades, uh, 47 uh, decades, years. Decades, 70 uh, it's 47 years 47. of making sorry, films, sorry. but across seven decades. Seven decades. Sorry, that's what you said. Sorry. So, yeah, for me, what I see is if you're going to have longevity is also the the freedom or the flexibility be able to make films that are like you look at Ready Player One as oh, an yeah. example that's saturated in, in video game references and sure. things that is just brilliant. But, you know, when did he do that? Brill- How old was Brilliant's he? a strong word. No, sorry. That, <laughs> Sorry, was, how old you know, is you know how old was Spielberg then? Oh, right, and then you look at that's oh, four years ago. He, right, he's still right. So if he's seventy, oh man, that's only been four years. 2018. Like how, and maybe that's why he couldn't necessarily relate to the material. It was great, like mm, and, and yeah. Brendan already referenced the fact that you were, you know, it was it was basically to uh, uh, cater to yeah, the yeah. you know the population or whatever, and um, so yeah, for me. It, uh, there is no line there. And I just think for the guys that have, la- the directors have lasted so long from the beginning to end are the ones that are like, oh yeah, I'm not going to stick to this hard line that I did Raiders. Right. This is how we did Raiders. Uh, no, let's use this instead or let's yeah, do yeah, this yeah. instead. That but, are constantly changing. Right. Yeah. But at sure. the same end of it, the other side of that coin is the experience, the wealth of experience that yeah. comes with it. Say, this really worked when I did this in 1989. Um, and now you're looking at it going, do we really need CGI or can I do this instead? Because they can speak to that. Whereas yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. new directors now who are just like, it's all CGI. Yeah, Everything's CGI. Everyone's in front. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green, green scheme. It would, and I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't make a bad film, but you can tell. There's different yeah, types there's, of quality. There's something there. Um, what do you think, Brennan? You're saying that he does have a, a thumbprint for a, a chunk of his career. I, I, I is think that he important did. to him? Like, or sorry, is that important to you? Do you think that that thumbprint makes him a, 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 a better creative? Or I don't know that it makes him a better creative, but I think much like you know, you brought up Scorsese, uh, who is a big influence on me. But when I when I think of the two careers, and you're like, it's important for them to evolve up and right. down and, yep. and to, for longevity. But at the same time. You know, you still want Spielbergisms. You will still want Scorseseisms, and and I think the Spielberg experience, uh, much like in the spirit of Nolan, is the theater experience. Yeah. Sure, right? Those movies, and whether yes. or not whether or not the themes are the same or whatnot, a, there's there's a reason to go see a movie, and that to me might be the biggest Spielbergism. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I think and I think that's what he's kind of lost in the last couple of years in in terms mm. of taking on. They're not smaller projects because they're still big budget, big oh, yeah. star yeah, things. Absolutely. But they are not Jurassic Park. They are not Minority Report. They, they, they've stopped being an event because Spielberg mm. used to be much like he's, he was a walking Star Wars movie. He, every time a Spielberg movie came out, it would be a lineup. It would be a $100 million a weekend. And it's all those things. And he's not that anymore. And I think and I miss mm. that. That and that's the and that's an evolution of it. It doesn't make him a worse filmmaker. It makes sure. him an evolving filmmaker, and especially in a in a market where maybe it's harder for a 70, 80 year old dude to keep up with Marvel films. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, and does he want to? You know, and like, does he want it? And he's like, at this time, I, I I love the idea that he could be like, I kind of put in my time with that stuff, and I as a filmmaker, I kind of just want to do personal projects. Yeah. So let's take this West Side Story thing, which I've wanted to do for 40 years. Right. And let's just, now I have the opportunity because I can. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not needed to, I'm not relied on to carry a movie industry on my back, which yeah. is what he is. That's, that's exactly what he was for, for, for so many years. You know, and. Well, exactly. Cause you got to look at the, oh, I interrupted the no, host. Oh my <laughs> God. Um, and I totally agree. One of the things I wanted to say is that 
you absolutely hit it on the head, Brandon, is that uh, in, in my generation, you lined up for movies and you lined up around the block. Mm-hmm. And there was pictures, notorious pictures on the front page of a, a newspaper. Oh, God, I'm really dating myself. Sorry, listener. We know what a newspaper is. <laughs> um, so but anyway, uh, a newspaper, uh, you know, front page pictures of, oh, you know, uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom just came out. And then you'd see the lineups of hundreds and hundreds of people for blocks on downtown Calgary waiting to get in and get your ticket. And I think, for me, you referenced that, but nowadays, you're right, nobody lines up anymore. Nobody wants to line up. And so is that a reflection? I think it's our society and how things are just we want it now and we want the streaming and we want well, a reservation hold, hold and on. oh god here <laughs> we like, go i think that's a structural thing like it literally doesn't make sense to line up for mm-hmm. films anymore because everything's reserved seating every right. theater you go to is not a reserved uh yep. seat um the question like, the, the question real question is would people still line up that's the question right oh like, yeah if those like things, i exactly. guarantee yeah, yeah. you know marvel movie releases if if that if there was a reason to line up people still would be absolutely what was the last lineup you did um Oh, that's a tough one. I, I don't know. Maybe. Oh man, I don't. I don't even know. Um, mine was, it dark, mine been, was Dark Knight. Fourteen hours. Oh, I definitely did yeah. lineups wow. more. But sorry, I never did the lineup like a fourteen-hour experience. I did lineups like two or three-hour experiences. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So it it wasn't. I never did the camp out sort of thing. Yeah. That was um, wow. But I definitely hours. did the. I want to make sure I had get a nice a good seat. Um. That was know, that. That like, was that was my Dark Knight I did experience. The, Force Awakens is probably one of the that I, that was actually something where I I yeah, again not camping out like you're talking about but I was probably there for five hours six hours ahead of time okay mm, uh, so that was the last one was that 2015 uh yeah, yeah probably probably um I'm just saying I think it's a little bit of a structural thing uh you mm-hmm. know I I don't know if people won't there's not that passion anymore but so um, you're so the question really is what you're saying is it. If a Spielberg movie like West Side Story is an example, saying being his latest sure. or whatever, would people line up no. to buy a ticket for that? Right, not that one. And, but well, not no, that that's, one. A, sure. that's a terrible example. But yeah. what I'm saying is, it you know, if there was a one that were to come out tomorrow, that you know, is there a, would he would are people, people line lining up for, up for Indiana Jones Five? Right, right, uh, right. Because yeah. that's coming out in a few years. Yeah. Right. I don't next know. year. You know, do you, next year? Yeah. But it's wow. not Spielberg though. What? <laughs> yeah, it's James Mangold. Yeah. Oh, I did know that. Yeah, Spielberg actually. walked oh, away. Oh, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Okay. Well, and when you think, right, I, I wouldn't blame him necessarily. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You know, I enjoyed the, that. I movie. liked it. Well, I, I enjoyed it, but <laughs> I, I like most of you it. You know what I mean? It wasn't. <laughs> oh, it wasn't up there. It wasn't a top tier. It felt removed from the other three. It was. Yeah. It was oh. absolutely like decades removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, did you even look at Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah. Anyway, that was my point. Okay. And that's it. Now I'm I'm done. So I, I do think it's interesting talking about the um uh the the thumbprint aesthetic thing um because I, I think Brendan, you said something brilliant that I kind of want to circle back to or or at least highlight because I I think you ended up saying a lot of things past that as well. <laughs> so um. Uh, but I think what's really interesting to me is, um, you know, you get a, a, a creator like Del Toro, and I think that there's a thread with him. There's the way, there's an aesthetic. There's the way things look. There's the way things feel. Um, each of his movies ends up being uh, there's so much creature stuff. There, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but I, I find with Spielberg, you get the impression I get with him is that uh, the the creator here loves movies. Um, and that's one of the, like, I, each of his films, to me anyway, uh, is in awe of cinema. Yeah. And it's very clear that this is something that he's, uh, you know, passionate about and absolutely adores. You know, I remember right. Kevin Smith did a thing once and said something about how, you know, I'm not going to be making movies my whole life. This isn't what I really intended. You know, like I ended up making a movie and I did okay at it. Right. But he said, I'm not a Scorsese. I'm not a Spielberg. But it's because those guys are going to make movies till the day they die. Yeah. Um, and it's because they adore it. And there's nothing in life they love more, mm-hmm. you know? Which is weird to say because I think Spielberg has got kids and he loves them and, you know, right. grandkids. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he does actually love them. Yeah, but, but those kids know. aren't a $30 million payday. <laughs> 
And, you know. So can I ask then and, and interrupt again uh, uh, because of my right as a parent? Uh, is, uh, man, uh, you were getting crossed off the list of oh, returning yeah, guests yeah. so Never. fast. Never. Yeah. Hey, my one and only shot at infamy. Uh, so, um, but my point was, isn't there is a myth or a story, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys have done your research and things, there is this story that how he became a director in the first place was he went on the Universal Studios tour and snuck off in the middle of it uh, to go and uh, uh, go to an office of a major producer executive uh, and and uh, pitch them on him. And that's how he got his first uh, directing gig or something to that effect. Well, Have you guys surprised. ever heard of that story before? No. Then like, that I, could be myth or legend, but... Yeah, this could just be something you just made up. No, and no. Like, it sounds <laughs> In the 80s, no, yeah. it was constant. There was huh. commentary about the fact that Spielberg's roots was that he snuck on to a lot. I just know the one when, when uh, you know the the stories you hear where you know those big guys would be Spielberg, Scorsese, Lucas, De Palma, Coppola, sure. and they just they just made it together right. at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody. I don't think Lucas barged in on anybody to make THX the eleven thirty eight or yeah, graffiti. No. And uh, I know De Palma the same thing. So I just I just thought that those guys were I think. Once one of the two of them started rolling, I think it was just easy to pick up on those guys and make those are it. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. those are the new guys, and we're just going to keep rolling with them. I, I mean, that's all. I, I that's those are the only stories I've ever heard. I don't sure. Know yeah. And I think ultimately it would be really hard pressed after making Jaws, like you said, that has been you know credited as probably the very best movie ever made, opening to ending sort of thing. You know, you'd be absolutely sp- stupid to turn after that and go and say, "Well, no, that that guy, we don't want him as a director." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I think I think the next movie he makes is a bomb. Pretty sure. That, yeah. Like he's had. Uh, next deal. film is uh, Close Encounters. Is it next Close Encounters? Oh, uh, is it? Uh, the same year as 1941, and that's a bomb. That's the bomb, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so he comes Close Encounters, and then a film called 1941. Yeah. Uh, which is, I believe, his worst reviewed film. There it is. That's uh, the comedy, career. right? With uh, I uh, literally uh, do not know. John Candy um, and Belushi was in it. And oh, are really? you asking me or telling me? <laughs> oh, you guys have never seen 1941. No, I, again, it's, it's one of those ones. Worst it's, film. It's, Why it's, would I? it's also uh, like it's impossible to find. At least I've looked really, for it, and yeah. I've never been able to find okay. it. So I saw it in the theater several times, but obviously my generation we didn't have sure. DVDs. it was i thought it was brilliant as a comedy uh uh belushi sorry i don't know why i forgot his first name uh not the brother Jim, the john uh john belushi. john belushi from yes. snl he played this uh cigar chewing uh uh world war ii uh aircraft uh, uh pilot and it was brilliant and landed right in the middle of hollywood and uh crashed his plane in there and it was brilliant anyway Good to know that you it's not a defender, you know? Like, no one else seems to uh, Can't even, know, be I defending it. Literally so cannot it. find this movie anywhere. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> there is a famous scene of a Japanese, sn- oh Japanese sub <laughs> submarine that sneaks into uh, Los Angeles by the... Uh, uh, anyway, there on the coast. And it starts going up, and a woman is swimming in the ocean at the time, uh, skinny dipping... And grabs, ends up grabbing the periscope because she's right underneath and they're coming up. And then this Japanese character or whatever opens up the hatch and he looks up and all he sees is this naked woman dangling above the, on the periscope. And he goes, Hollywood, Hollywood. (laughs) And, and, uh, And it's just. That will always stick with me. That and landing in the middle of uh, so naked, yeah, so, Los yeah, so naked women not, at the beach is your Spielberg yeah, selling yeah, point so far. Comedy. It's it's coming comedy. back. That's oh, weird. So that's the thumbprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the aesthetic. That's the aesthetic. Um, so I'm gonna completely shift Change. gears here yeah. because things are getting off the rails. Sorry. Uh, uh, so. Is is Spielberg the Tom Hanks of directors? Uh, <laughs> That's an amazing question. Uh, the uh, reliable, but maybe maybe a little boring, maybe a little safe. Oh, I don't know that he's safe. No, Not, he's safe now. Again, like no, that's what I mean. Sorry, is, is sorry. Has has Spielberg and Hanks evolved the same that? way? Because is this you talking about how Spielberg films used to be event films, and they're no longer that. Um, and is that is this is that part of why, or is that why? Because he's this 
Oakley Dokley, you know, <laughs> kind of guy. So we've had this conversation a bunch of times, and we had this conversation with CJ when he did a, we did a objectively we, wrong with Tom Hanks. We did the Tom Hanks episode, and yeah. Correct. You know, you kind of wonder if these guys are are still needed in the current state of Hollywood. Like, obviously, they are. Like, if, if by these guys, you mean if if Spielberg is needed, Spielberg and Hanks. Yeah. Okay. Just at, at, at some point, these movies have evolved into other things. And, you know, we talked about lineups before. And sure. at some point, you know, people would have lined up for Forrest Gump. Yeah. Or Castaway. Yeah. And now I would be hard-pressed to put Tom Hanks in any movie that would anybody would line up for. You know, other than the yeah. obvious. Other than the obvious, if we threw him in an MCU movie or yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> whatever. Sure, like, sure, but if, sure. if, if you put Tom Hanks in a Steven Spielberg movie, which they did in the post, is anybody lining up for it now? No. And I would argue that if you if the post existed in 1991, I'd say maybe you had a choice. You you there was an option that that would be the case. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so I wonder if it's just an evolution of Hollywood. It's a structure thing, right? Are we at the point where the stars are younger? Uh, Tom Hanks is too recognizable. He's too memeable. <laughs> yeah. You know, at some point when 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 stars become too memeable, they 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 lose appeal. Yeah, they go uh, away for a couple. They years go away they and back. they come back, yeah. and you know, yeah. And, and so few, so few, so few actors have been able to lean into that. Nick Cage being one of them, sure, right? But even Samuel L. Jackson couldn't do it, right? Like mm-hmm. it's one of those things. So I just, I don't know. It's a good question, but I think it's just an evolution and a structure thing. And so you don't see him as being safe or being a easy bet sort of thing. No, not anymore. An and in that sense, I, I absolutely agree. If the question is, is Spielberg the Hanks of, of directors? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, and yeah. see, I, but I think also the challenge in that question is the fact that um, the sheer quantity. Remember, you know, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, uh, there, you know, and sorry, what I meant was by sheer quantity, the quantity of choices, the, the movies coming out now. And it's really interesting. Oh, this, uh, I've been sure. thinking about this for the last couple of weeks because I watched an interview with Ethan Hawke and he was talking in regards to Paul Newman and uh, uh, his wife, Joanne Woodward. Uh, is that right? You can. Anyway, me. Okay, it doesn't it matter. Yeah, anyway, yeah. And his wife being because. Ethan Hawke has just made a documentary calling, you know, about movie stars, and but yeah. he followed their two lives, and he referenced the fact that when Paul Newman was a star, a movie star, in on a given weekend, there were five movies opening that weekend. That was it, and so that's my my point is that I think it's we're really hard pressed. We've got way too many choices now. So yeah, we would line up in 1981 or 82 for. Raiders of the Lost Ark, or you know, we would line up for Star Wars and go and see it, you know, thirty yeah, times. But in there the was theater. nothing the rest of the year, right? Well, wait, wait, you know, hold but on. But that's my on. point: yeah. is that, and so now when we ask the question, would you line up for a Spielberg movie? Well, you got to think. Well, I've got the fucking Kardashians to watch, and then I've got this TV. You know what I mean? And that wasn't there. Hold up, hold up, though. So choices. You, so I'm clear. You're telling me that in uh, there, there's five movies that came out per week. Okay, don't quote me, kids. No, no, no what no, I'm no. saying is, but because I'm just saying we aren't, we don't have those level of releases at theaters now. Like we are, we're not getting five. No, movies it's, a, we're lucky if it's week. two. Yeah. Well, so no, sorry, but that's what you're you're thinking about. But we're also talking about streaming and all these things. Oh, right? sure, because sure. No, no, no. What hold I'm up. saying is Raiders. Hold up. When we lined up for hold hours. <laughs> That that opening weekend. No, I got it. I understood what you said. What I am trying to be clear on is you were telling me that at the time it was five movies a weekend, or but, or ten, but sure, or whatever. So, or or hold up, three. Hold up. So that is a huge number, but I think your point is still extremely valid. Is it's just there's literally more things to pull attention now, and right. to a screen, right? Right, and so even though because. I, I want to make it very clear. I think that amount of output is huge. Yeah, that's you massive. know, five five movies a week is nowhere what we're getting well, now. It could right? Have been, it, it could be three, you know, or whatever, or the sure. or that weekend even was so, just though, Raiders, and then next if you, weekend was such if you had asked week. me, I would have said like five to ten a month. month. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? And absolutely. because and because in those days those genres were more defined. So you got one romantic comedy a month. 
you got one action film a month. You got one exactly drama right. a exactly month. The fact right. that we were still getting uh, a large amount of output like that, though, yeah, it's huge. And we still had movies that were, you know, people were lining up for. Right? Like when I think about, my, my guess would be, if there's five movies a weekend, that's going to split the audience. But there's still one or two that stick out, and that, those yeah. are the ones people are lining well, up for week after week. And don't forget, like, that's extremely impressive. Yeah, in a way that. You know, like, and we're talking like you know when Raiders comes out, it's not like it has to look a, look behind it three weeks later for another movie that might right. knock it off number one. It can stay at number one for like eight to ten weeks without well, a problem. And, and don't forget though, as well, because of the limited options that were available, Raiders of the Lost Ark was in the theater for over a year. There, right? Yeah. And yeah. so because so you could have an opening weekend where there were five movies. And then there wouldn't be another opening. There wouldn't be another movie that would be released for, say, three weeks yeah. or a month later. But uh, Raiders would be in the theater for 18 months. Right. That'd be because, cool to go and back so, and look. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so when we talk about lining up, you know, people were lining up for tickets that first week where, you you know, like you would, I was saying, hundreds and hundreds of people all lined up downtown for that opening weekend. Well, the ne- next weekend... Yeah, there'd still be people lined up, but it would be significantly less. And then the people that saw the movie that opening weekend were the same ones who would come back, say, a month later right. and see it again and then wait maybe two months and then, oh, what do we want to do this weekend? We'll see it again because sta- there was no other option. There's no VHS. There's no VCR. There's no DVD. There's no... So well, but, that but there was the other That was the option. That's well, other I mean, movies... Right? Like, and so, the, again, I think that's it goes to show the the staying power of of a creator like Spielberg, even in just these shorter periods of time. Because if a movie that he's created sticks around for, right. you know, a year, not even a year, let's say six months, um, if there is three, yeah, they even call it three movies coming out a week, that, yeah. like... What other garbage was being put out? <laughs> well, you know, oh like, God, there don't was get garbage. me wrong, Raiders there is was incredible. Garbage. But like, you're telling me nothing was was even remotely good enough that it would, you know, like, it, it, that right? It's a different right? time. It's right? a whole different time. It's a whole yeah. different. I I just can't imagine. But that, that was in the a only modern option. setting. No, you know, in right? a modern setting, where you know it's week to week. Absolutely, it's a, it's an it's an incredible thing for a movie to be number one. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, right. And yeah, that's totally. just not the case uh, as it was before. Yeah. Yep. No, yep. you're exactly right. Yep. And I mean, yeah. Anyway, my point is, is that it, now, you know, we may have not as many movies opening in theaters, but you've got Disney Plus that will have you know three or four options opening uh, uh, or available or uh, every Wednesday. Sure. You've got yep. Netflix that has hundreds of. Uh, uh, things opening every week. And so that was my point by yep. saying that it's really hard to answer your question about would people line up for a Spielberg movie? Well, no, they've got a thousand other choices that all are brand new that week alone. I just also think you it's, know a, what I mean? it's a day and age where the name recognition just is important. Uh, it isn't. Like, it is. It I isn't. Agree. It isn't. Right. Like it's, there's names that'll get you to a theater, sure. a Nolan and whatnot, but I just don't know that there's a it's the same. It's, yeah. it's well, the same thing. And again, I, I think the the volume that we're talking about here is worth pointing out as well. Just in terms of like even YouTube, I know that the uh, um, newest generation tends to be uh, YouTubers. Why can't I think of what they're called? Influencers. No, sorry. <laughs> after millennials, what's the next generation? Why can't I? Gen Zers. After millennials, yeah, is it Gen Z? Yeah, I get it. Sorry. Anyway, (laughs) Gen Z tends to watch stuff on YouTube, but there's a thousand hours of content uploaded to YouTube every second. Yeah, Um, it's you know, like there's no way we can keep up. You look at the amount of stuff Netflix releases every month. Yes, and I don't have enough time to watch. Like, they literally do not have enough time to watch everything they release on a monthly basis. Um, and it's, I'm not supposed to, you know, it's not all for me, right? Right. But still, you're absolutely correct. The, the volume of stuff is insane. Yeah, it, so re- it really is. Really is. I'm gonna keep. So your question here. is ridiculous. That well, do you saying. remember what my question was? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, there we go. We've moved on long since. We've already. Talked I'm gonna in the hit me with a hard pivot. So, um, <laughs> hard pivot. Get me off. Does this it make road. it difficult to enjoy other directors' work? Given that very few 
produce at Spielberg's level of volume and level of quality. Like, given that he's consistent, right? And that, again, we're getting almost a movie a year from him on an uh, average basis. Um, is it, like, can you sit there and really be like, oh, man, I love David O. Russell. It's <laughs> so great to see that he's made three movies. You know, right. like... Oh, you want me to go? Yeah. Oh, God. And then you guys can spend time laughing at me. Yep. Truth truth is, growing up, and again, being a, a, a movie file uh, that I was, is that, did I pronounce that right? No, no. No, okay, good. No. So, and, and <laughs> no, don't even not. ask me to spell it. So yeah. anyways, the point is, is <laughs> I love movies, and being a, a, a lover of movies from very, very young age. Um, uh, what was the question? <laughs> 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 is it difficult to like other directors so, since they don't produce right his? so my point was i i just wanted him to repeat that kids so uh, uh the truth is i go to see a movie for the story uh if you asked me the last movie that i saw and who the director was other than the high profile ones i'd be hard pressed to tell you because i don't could go you, see a movie and, for the director could you tell me the last movie you saw uh well, I, last night I watched movies, but I don't know, like, in the theater, you mean? Is that what you're sure, talking about? Sure, sure. Like, I mean literally anything. I just wanted to put you on the spot well, here. Uh, thanks. What movie did we just... Uh, uh, what movie oh, did you watch? Uh, well, Thor, Love and Thunder. But uh, then okay. I, we also went and just saw one. Uh, forget it. We're going to go see one tonight. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> this is uh, mind. Yeah, there yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, we go. Yeah, we want to be seen What do you think, Brendan? That was. Uh, do you remember the the question? Because God, yeah, I. I <laughs> start talking circles. You I want me to answer? Like it was all over the place. Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, uh, oh, I got it now. Thor: Love and Thunder. I just saw it two weeks ago. You but just it, said for that. The third time. <laughs> third time. Third time. So third time. The last movie. And I you saw. don't know the director, huh? Third time. Uh, well, Tiki what? Oh Taika. wow. Taika Waititi. Yeah, you got it. Sorry, if you're listening, I apologize, sir. I revere you. Thank you. Uh, no, like. Like, Sorry, I'm gonna. I'm now <laughs> lost and confused. The question is, I, I don't. I don't think it takes away from other directors that okay. I watch. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I don't. Pretentious as hell. Sure. As oh, I just don't, here I don't, we go. I don't watch movies the same way. So when I think about it, as uh, other people, as normal public, <laughs> sure, right? sure. So you use David O. Russell as an example. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect example for me because I get hype yeah, <laughs> when yeah. i like amsterdam is like on the top of my list of things to watch this year and yeah. i could not be more excited yeah so it it, it it almost reminds me of the feeling of seeing a spielberg movie because those because they put out stuff so rarely that it feels like an event mm, you know so like enough. when when a del toro movie comes out because he doesn't put one out every i'm like oh man we get a del toro film this yeah, year yeah, yeah that's amazing you know, uh, when a Nolan film comes out, it feels like an event. It feels like, hey, uh, that's the one we, we I've got to go see it in IMAX. Here's there's, one every four years. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no rhyme, there's no excuse or I could come up with to not see it day one. Absolutely, first show IMAX. We literally saw it during a pandemic. During pandemic, yeah. and I was like, if there's a movie I'm going to die for, it's Tenet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was the that was the underlying thread, uh, and and so I I don't think it takes away. I think it it adds to it, especially when I think of. The creators that I enjoy, I think yeah. they, there's a spirit there sure. of, of of movie making that I I kind of attach myself to, yeah. And so I don't think it takes away; I think it adds to it. Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah, can I also enough. say I agree? I want to add to that though. One, here's a perfect example of me wanting seeing a movie despite the reviews because of the director, and that was The Irishman with Martin Scorsese because I was like, oh, Scorsese put out this movie. De Niro's in it. Oh, I got to watch it. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. you know, uh, how long the movie? Five hours. And so two and a half hours into the movie, I was like, oh, my fucking God. When are we going to finish? When it, well, Let's get on here. And oh, God, you guys love that movie. I do okay. not. Brennan adores it. <laughs> okay, I so, watched it twice in a row when enough. it released. <laughs> when it released Actually, I knew that. You mentioned like, that on yeah. the podcast. Right, yeah. right. You mentioned it like at like 1 a.m. But see, <laughs> yeah, right. twice in a row at, at 1 a.m. Like, oh, and oh, when it, the son and, it, and my wife came down and said, here's lunch. And you were like, what the? Anyway, yeah. that is for me was an example of watching a movie because I'd already been told it's too long, but it, you know, Martin Scorsese. And I'm like, oh, I got it. I got to sure. watch it. Right. You know, I mean, the Godfather. Right. And all yeah, of this. Yeah, so yeah. you're going. He did not do Godfather. Not, not I, the same guy. 
That's Kabla. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to call you out, but I, I like, don't even no, listen. No, <laughs> that no, went we right out of my I, mouth. I think this will be the one podcast episode that hey, they're going comedy. This is, uh, <laughs> this is good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, sorry, listener. Uh, <laughs> listener. Well, that's rude. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one who said yeah. nobody listens. Um. So I we kind of touched on it a little bit uh, uh, earlier, or Brendan did. Um, people compared J.J. Abrams to Spielberg when he first started out. Um, is that like do you, do you think that's a fair comparison? Um, I, I think you know clearly J.J. first of all doesn't have the the uh, skill set, <laughs> the scope. I would say he isn't releasing as many films as, right. as Spielberg ever did. Um, uh, but you know, like it is is that sorry. How I want to put this is basically. I have a bit of an issue with JJ. I like a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. he does, but I find it's he's a little bit more of a one-trick pony. Yeah. Um, so is 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 that a fair comparison? Like, I think some people look at Spielberg and go, you know, oh, it's the it's the kids with bikes guy. Yeah. You know. Uh, so is it, it? You know, do you look at Spielberg and is there a little bit of a one-trick poniness there? Uh, if for Spielberg, yeah. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, you're not just listening at all. Well, J- Jamie, J.J. Uh, J. Abrams, first of all, is, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, he's on record as saying that he's influenced by Spielberg. Oh, now, sure. whether, you know, and on top of that, Super 8, the movie, uh, in an interview, he said that he made Super 8 as a homage to, oh, yeah. How could you tell? to Spielberg. He said that. <laughs> right? Right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. It had that fingerprint throughout yeah. it. So, oh, I mean, yeah. that, you know, I don't know whether that's a fair question about it uh, because he's on record saying, you know, that sure. revere the guy or whatever. So maybe he's making his films or he directs his films in the way he thinks that Spielberg would as sure. well. Sure. Yeah. You know? yeah, it could be. So. That, oh, that was that it. was it. Sorry, that no, was no, all no, I was no, just no, throwing out. I, you know it, what? You just it, threw me off. It comes across to me that J.J. Abrams is a guy who is so influenced by Spielberg and loves films so much. Maybe, right. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe as much as Spielberg. Sure. And is just not equipped to be Spielberg. And that's 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 all it is, right? And like, why like, do you think that is? I just don't. I it's, I you know again. I think. Is that like a pure talent thing? Yeah, I think it's a pure talent thing, and I think it's just a it's just a way maybe you're brought up. You know, when you look at Spielberg and his influences, if you hear at any interview, it's it's this huge breadth of cinema. It's like a yeah, hundred right. years of cinema crammed into a single dude yeah, that absolutely. can put out a thing. Uh, I think with Abrams, it's just like I grew up on Spielberg. Right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so right. the influence is Spielberg. Yeah. So uh, uh, the one trick pony is distilled through a hundred years of cinema into Spielberg into J.J. Abrams. So that's right. where that's where it, it collapses in terms of 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 of, of a, a a flow chart, sure. uh, and, and and not everybody's gonna be Spielberg, and I think it, it's tough to to live up to the shadow of the dude who is the father of modern day blockbusters. Yeah, yeah right. Absolutely. And and so when I think you get pigeonholed into something like that, especially in his early career, sure, I think you either you either try too hard to live up to that, or you try too hard to get away from that, and both are not good things and especially in terms of jj so now you're expected to be the nostalgia guy you're expected yeah. to be the mystery box guy <laughs> and then you're constantly having to live up to that and your mystery boxes get shittier and yep. shittier and shittier which is probably the you and i have the same problem with jj yeah essentially yeah. so i just think that's that's what it well, is so can i be contrary a little bit if i haven't been in in all i want to say one thing though and i i a bit on jj abrams def, defense a little or maybe not um, is that in in my generation and films coming out a bit prior to streaming and digital and VHS and everything else? I feel that the, there was so much pressure on the director in putting that movie out and to make it quality, and they had to look at every little thing. Whereas now, with you know, at least in my humble opinion, is that. Um, with J.J. Abrams and other directors, it's like, well, you could have a shitty one and then we'll do a really good one later. Whereas in 1970s and 80s, it was like, you know, you know, we're investing all of this money in you. This is a make or break thing. And so you spent a lot of time on it. Whereas now you're like, well, don't worry, you're going to have a, a flop and then you'll do okay the next one. And so 
from the director's point of view, it's like, ah, I don't have to work as hard to put this out because the studio is already backing me because of my name. So I'm not going to worry so much about the details that, say, the 1980 uh, Spielberg would have because of all the crushing pressure that was on. Do you get what I'm saying? Mark Webb and Duncan Jones would. Yeah. (laughs) So so, (laughs) wait, you're saying that it is easier for directors now because there's a lack of pressure. There's not as much pressure as there used to be. I'm not saying it's easier, but there, there, I think there's a lot less. I, and again, my opinion. So, you know, any sort of rants or comments, negative, it's only my opinion, but I think that the, by the sheer volume of content that comes out now, there's a lot less pressure on these guys to hit, um, you know, every single mark. Whereas, you know, when we're talking about, well, there's only going to be three movies that are going to be released this month, Spielberg or Steven, you better kill it. You better kill it. Let's make sure. And so it's like, do we got to have everything spot on the details there. Whereas, you know, oh, like you were saying, and you made this a comment, we can get it in post or we could CGI this. Sure. And so then we don't have to worry as a director, maybe necessarily behind the camera going, oh, you, he missed that mark. Or I wanted him to reference the hamster in the wheel over there. Or I wanted him to do this. He didn't. No problem. We'll just cut this in later. You know what I'm saying? I and think so your pressure's less. I think you're half right. And I think it's all in the wording. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a, a thing in the 70s and 80s where you're just like, Spielberg, you better knock it out of the park. There's pressure. I think it's, what movies can we make until Steven can give us can give us the money we need to make the next three years profitable? Right, right. I, I, at that point, he's so bankable mm. by the 80s that it's not, it's not Steven needs to knock this out of the park post Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. It's, in 1985, we can rely on Steven Spielberg giving us $300 million. So what else can we do? And then I think sure. And I think now I think JJ JJ's first film is I think Mission Impossible three. Mm, that's that a could make lot sense. of yeah. pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's not. That's not. That's that's a, a that's franchise. a that's yeah. a dude that just did Alias and Felicity getting a Tom Cruise franchise. Yeah, that was a ton of pressure right. there. So I, I, a franchise that had sort of like maybe not dwindled. It was close, but like, like you know, like it was it was touching. Two was clearly was people the, were like, yeah. oh no, you absolutely. Know? So I, I don't I don't know that I would agree. I like half agree. Yeah. Well, well and so the other side of that is is I I think you'd you'd be hard pressed to um, find a point in Spielberg's career where he's under more pressure than JJ is trying to re. To, to launch the Star Wars sequels. Right. And, and Star Trek. 2015. Right. Honestly, Star Trek, I don't even see it that same way. No, it's, um, a, it's a lower thing, like, but it's I, definitely... I see what you mean. Yeah. But the fact is, is Disney just puts in billions right. to buy Star Wars, to buy Lucasfilm. Uh, and then they rest all their hopes on one guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think Spielberg has a moment like that in his whole career. Where it's basically, you know, he's got Kathleen Kennedy and... Disney right. breathing down his neck of you better nail this or we're screwed. Yeah, you I know? basically think he has the moment after Jaws. I think there's it, it's the it's the moment. one hundred percent. I think, and that's it though. If that's any director. And, uh, yeah, right. and I think after that, I think he's he's the safe bet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, so I, I guess to sort of wrap that up though, how do we feel about the the JJ comparison? Is it uh, like obviously again? JJ hasn't produced at the level that Spielberg has, but is this someone? Is he see someone that we can still think turn this around. Is this someone? Oh, I'm done. He can't live up to that. <laughs> like that's a legacy that's so, impossible yeah, for him yeah. to like live up to. Yeah, I, I just and I also think he shouldn't try. So you're never sure. gonna buy. You won't buy a ticket to a movie that's now directed by JJ Abrams from this day forward. I it, it's not like I from like two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not that I. It's not that I wouldn't. But I wouldn't have the expectations that I used to. Right. Oh, I see. So it's that's, high, that's yeah, easier. So like, that's uh, easier. He basically have to get me to convince him to go. Right. Know? Yeah. Like, and if there's like there's, to... there's 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 so little goodwill he'd have he'd have to build that back. Right. Up. And it would take it would take yep. more than one film at this point. <laughs> yeah. It would take a bunch of it would be a string of movies for right. me to be like, yeah, JJ is the guy I'm going to pay for again. And that's a guy coming. I love Super Eight, and right. I like. Oh, I, I did too. I yeah. don't Incredible. get me wrong. Right. And I and I like best film. Close to yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, I always I always get confused because I know he's not the Cloverfield guy because that was 
there there's a bunch of dudes involved, he's, and I oh, always yeah, get it confused. And that's like Reeves film. and. Uh, oh yeah, it's Matt Reeves. Yeah, it's Matt Reeves. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I got all nicely done. Okay. Um, I think that's that's kind of all I have. Uh, anyone have anything last oh, things they wanted closing? to say about? Yeah, or... we have. I have several comments. I what I don't understand is we went through this whole podcast without talking about Animaniacs at oh, all. Amazing. Are you kidding me? Like just <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. it's because it's a movie podcast. Yeah, though. I was gonna say. it's, oh, a, it's uh, a movie podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry, everybody. But, but yeah. Animaniacs is phenomenal. I just so thought we what, could talk, what when we talk about Spielberg, we gotta talk about other things. And Tiny Toons. And, oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Brilliant. We can reminisce. <laughs> what point do you want to make about Animaniacs? Nothing. Just want to make wanted sure to, that Animaniacs. To plug it in yeah, there. that we should have referenced. You know his body of work. You know when we talk about and obviously, like you said, this is a movie podcast and i clearly even though i've listened to every single one was unprepared <laughs> to talk just about movies at all but or uh, about anything but animaniacs <laughs> for what it's worth love brilliant i thought that it changed cartoons for me significantly mm. with and uh, you might have gotten all those references as a 70 year old man 100 at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly because like as a as a 10 year old kid some of those references flew right over my head of course so you have that's to go, what made it so yeah. brilliant as yeah. an adult and i think that's why it's even still i i think to this day right isn't there a there's a reboot reboot exactly uh, i don't know if he's attached but it, my yes. point is is he so my but my point is it was so good and when was that 90s yeah. uh right and but as an adult with you guys growing up you love animaniacs or sure. at least but for me, yeah, it, that was a real point, turning point for me to go and say, holy fuck, there's a cartoon here that's actually geared, you know, will engage adults, yeah, right? And I mean, both, yeah. I'm sure there's examples of that before, but it resonated so much that Spielberg, you know, this guy who's making amazing movies, he's actually doing a cartoon shit too. And yeah, I was like, yeah, this yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. Um, and then my final point, I'm sure I've gone way too long. Apologize for that. A uh, 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 shout out uh, beyond obviously this podcast is my favorite, but a shout out to my other second favorite, Smartless, uh, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. If you're listening, love to be on your uh, podcast. Oh yeah, because uh, they need know, the plug. They're going to listen. Yeah, I was going to say this is <laughs> they're, gonna, they're listening. You know, taking whatever. Time out of our uh, day. So yeah. just reach out to their connections, and I'd yeah. be happy to be on yeah. your show. Yeah, Spotify you. top ten, on infinite ads. And you're going to give them the plug. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fix, fix the time. Interesting. Um, yeah. Well, I can't end it on that. Brendan, can uh, nope, you add you something? I don't know. I yeah. uh, That podcast is fine. Yeah. I, like, worst I, guest fine. ever? I don't, I don't, I've listened to one. I was like, that's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're, they're not as funny as they usually are, is what I'm saying. True. Mm, fair, fair. There fair, you go. Fair, fair, fair. There. Just I wonder who directs their podcast. Anyway, <laughs> calm down. Just uh, torpedo your little... <laughs> uh, yeah. The, I think that was just probably the, the most frenetic uh, <laughs> episode we've had. Uh, yeah. And hopefully it, you know... Oh, I can't wait to listen to myself. 